I do want to share some statistics once we get started, but um, housekeeping first. I'm your girl, Yola, and I'm LA from the A. And this is Lipstick and Live. And we are talking about things to just get started on conversations in our community. Um, so we appreciate you for being here. We love you guys. Um, we do want to talk about some current events that are going on first. And for first and foremost, um, so if you haven't gotten vaccinated, I'm not gonna tell y'all to get vaccinated because honey, I've seen so many memes from people saying, "Well, I don't know, I'm talking about you. I'm tired of talking about talking about because they don't care. You know, I don't care. You can be vaccinated or not. But anyway, so um, the health the health officials are recommending that if you did get vaccinated, that eight months later you should get a booster shot. Yeah. All right. Shout out to Shakari Richardson for run, getting ready to run next week. I'm rooting for her. She smoked weed. They was trying to judge her. But I don't understand this because it's legal in some states. I, I mean, I don't understand that. Mm-hmm. Side note, R. Kelly is on trial now. I don't know how y'all feel about that. Chime in about that. How y'all feel about R. Kelly going to jail? For doing the same thing the local drug dealers and pimps are doing. <coughs> mm-hmm. I said it. I did say it. I said it. But if you lock up R. Kelly, y'all got to go back and lock up all these white people too. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Violence against women is violence against women. And I mean, sometimes men are are also victimized. So I'm not gonna just say it's one-sided, but more women are victimized than men. So one in every five women are victimized statistically. Every one in 10 men are victimized statistically. However, neither one is right. And I think there's more men that's actually victimized than what's reported because Men will be more or too embarrassed to admit admit and to speak out uh, about it. Um, You know, so yeah, we're gonna go deep today. Yeah, we're gonna get deep. We get deep every once in a while. We get deep. Every once in a while, every now and then, we get a little deep on things. Um, But again, we're not pointing fingers, we're just having conversations to probably bring awareness to um some of you and to just have those hard conversations because in order for us to grow we do have to talk about the good bad and the ugly right mm-hmm. um but with covid happening last year people being stuck in the house they said it has the uh right has been up. oh yeah of course of mm-hmm. course last year alone um one in three women one in four men were physically violent by their partner. Mm. Um, and rape, if you say no, they were raped. Um, this mm. is just from the National Statistics of um, Statistics. National Statistics of Statistics. <laughs> they sound crazy, right? But last year, um, with everybody being stuck in the house, you did have a lot of these things happening. And people were actually stuck in the house with their abusers. Um, so, and we did have, hey, Jonathan. Hey, Jonathan. Welcome. We're going to bring you on camera. Yes, sir. Yes, yes. Jonathan, yes. thank you for joining in. Yes, yes. So we all have on um, the backstage here, uh, we have Mr. Jonathan Williams. We are Pick going to add him into our conversation. So we are about to put him on stage. Let's go, let's go, let's go. So if you're on this um, pod bean, hopefully Jonathan can can hear him. Hey, Jonathan. Hey, Jonathan. Can you hear us? Hey, how you doing? Awesome. Yeah, I can hear you fine. Bam, bam, bam. Thank you for having me. I think this uh a, a great topic that you are talking about. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, so one thing I want to get started with is I want to um, just go over a few facts about male victimization, right? 
Um, so survey data found that men experience a high um, prevalence of intimate partner violence, uh, sexual violence and stalking. Hmm, go figure. Because we see this. We see this on social media all the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, all the time. And normally this is happening or occurring before the age of 25, right? So, um, and most of them, actually, the first time is before the age of 18. So think about our high school students and the things that they're going through, especially with the pressure being the way it is now. Mm -hmm. You know, when we were younger, I mean, it was forgotten about maybe a week later because um, we didn't have social media. And um, yeah, the bullying is so different. Now you got the cyber bullying or whatnot. Um, the stakes are a little bit higher as far as wanting to fit in and everybody trying to get these likes, right? Um, but let me go into intimate part of violence uh, for men. About one in three men experience contact, uh, sexual violence, physical violence, and or stalking by, in, uh, by intimate partner during their lifetime. Nearly 56% of men who were victims um, of contact Sexual violence, um, physical violence, and or stalking by intimate partner first experience these other forms of violence by their partner before the age of 25. Um, as far as sexual violence, um, nearly one in four men in the U.S. experience some form of contact sexual violence in their lifetime. About one mm -hmm. in 14 men in the U.S. were made to penetrate someone during their lifetime. Mm -hmm. Forced to penetrate someone in your life. That's a rite of passage for um, men sometimes. Yes. More than one in 38 men in the United States experience completed or attempted rape victimization in their lifetime. Mm -hmm. Among male victims completed um, or attempted rape, about 71% first experienced of victimization prior to the age of 25 as well. Now, stalking. About one in 17 men in the U.S. were victims of stalking at some point in their lifetime, and nearly 41% of male victims first experienced stalking before the age of 25. Mm -hmm. This is stuff that we do not talk about because it's so hush hush. Because our men who are supposed to, you know, uh, well, a lot of times are taught what you said to be uh, our protectors. Um, may feel a little less than when they are, uh, when they become a victim. And so mm -hmm. it's not talked about, it's not spoken about. So from a male point of view, could you uh, give us some, um, you know, some of your insight, on some of insight or your opinion or whatnot um, on this subject? In relation to physical violence, um, unwanted violence, both physically and sexually, I think it's probably hard for men to speak about because, again, they'll feel judged, um, as any person would be if they uh, convey an intimate moment that they felt um, that they couldn't control or they um, everybody expects when they're put in a situation that they would know what they're going to do until they get into that situation. In certain situations, you think mentally you can or physically you can handle until your body shuts down because of the shock of being in that experience like that. So I think um, it, it feels embarrassing to men because you feel like if you talk to someone, someone probably make fun of you or, you, you know, look at you differently. Uh, you, 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 We're losing a little connection here. Jonathan, can you hear me? He can't hear me. His, his phone stopped. Um, however, Terry Crews did voice out that he was being sexually harassed. And I do want to point out, like, even the beginning when you were talking about the teenagers being um, victimized and abused. Uh, we did do a show on teenage yeah. um, domestic violence and like what that looked like in our community and how it was not being talked about a lot of times. But um, like I was saying before Jonathan got on, being um, trapped in the house with your abuser during the COVID pandemic, it, it was a really hard time for a lot of people. Yeah. And being, and just not even having an outlet probably caused even more abuse in some cases. Because if you're looking at an abuser, it's probably they probably saw their parent 
being abused. Yeah. Nine times out of ten. Right? And so those men that, that or women that saw their other parent being abused, they probably feel like that's an effective way of being um in a relationship. Um, but men don't talk about it, right, Jonathan? They don't talk about it because they don't want to be mm -hmm. laughed at. But how many people shun Terry Crews when he when he spoke out about violence? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Jonathan, can you hear us? Because we can't hear you. So I mean, even not even just. I mean, you see it all the time. NBA I can hear you, but I know I'm probably spotty. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, it's just lagging a little. So, um, when you see these in the elevator, those football players in the elevator beating up the women, what do you what do you feel about that? How do you feel about that? Sorry, I was trying to see if I can get a better signal. Can y'all hear me better now? Yeah. Yeah, you can. Yeah. So, you know, like you on TV all the time, right? The football players, they wait till they get in the elevator and then they attack the women. And then people that are fans of the football player are upset that they can't play football, but not upset that he just beat up a woman in the bathroom and broke her ribs. Yeah, that's a touchy situation aspect. I mean, I got my degree in sports management and um, I had to do different papers on just talking about, uh, you know, how sports be barbaric. And sometimes when you train a certain way, there can be just different triggers that make you snap because mm. you kind of go into that psyche on a constant basis, think about a football players practicing that physical aggression every day and is honing that skill mm -hmm. um, so that it can be successful in that sport. And sometimes it things can snap that put them in a situation where they may make a bad knee-jerk reaction because they have uh, truly strengthened that uh, attack skill. If that makes sense. So, but That's but even if someone right true, but even if someone if if you had a trigger and you were involved with someone that know that knew your trigger, even if they just kept pressing the button, like at what point is the abuser like held accountable for self control? Like you should be able to have self control. Like we hear that words don't hurt, but we also know that words do hurt. Yeah. Even when people say words don't hurt, they can't break a bone, but they can break you internally. Right. So how how like yeah, they're taught this skill, but why aren't they not accountable for not allowing certain things to trigger them? Well, um, I had made the statement right before I jumped on that when we talk about abuse, we can't just talk about physical because physical is apparent because you can see the everlasting scar. But so, right. deeper and that can become more traumatic is verbal abuse. Um, so the verbal abuse can lead someone to go physical if they don't feel that they can verbally spar back with that person, right? Um, oh, so if they don't know how to argue back, Mm -hmm, sometimes, <laughs> you know, um, so if, if their vocabulary is limited, because because I hear a lot that women women are the reason men beat on them. I've heard that, right? Oh, her mouth; she couldn't control her mouth, and I'm like, how does that constitute you hitting somebody that you quote unquote love? Love is not supposed to hurt, first of all. It's just, yeah. You know, that's one thing that we hear all of our lives. Oh, well, you know, I do it because I love you, or um, love hurts. That whole cliche, love hurts. But mm -hmm. let's go back. Love is not supposed to hurt. Love is not supposed to hurt. But so, let's go back to what you're taught when you're in third grade. The boy hit you. He just liked you. Brush it off. Exactly. So we're conditioned to think 
if a man likes you, he he's gonna hit you. Hmm. That person. Or vice versa. Mm -hmm. Oh, he just don't know how to say, so this is what he do. You know, it's been excuses over excuses over excuses. So who, when do we hold these people accountable? Mm -hmm. Like why men don't other women. But, women. Jonathan, why don't men tell other men, hey man, I don't think you should hit your woman like that? Like why don't they jump into situations like that? I, I think um, men that have great relationship with men, I mean, it's different if I try to jump in a relate, jump in a situation that I have no involvement or I don't know that person. But I would say the group of friends that I have, if I was to step out and do something that we feel is immoral, I would hope that they will reach out to me and let me know that I was wrong and work with me through it. You know, I've had... But would, go ahead. Would they would they do that? Would they come to you and say, "Hey man, I think it was wrong when you when you yelled at your wife in front of all the guys." Would they tell you that, or would they just be like, "That ain't my business"? Because we live in a world where that ain't my business. But I'm gonna talk about it amongst our other friends. But I'm not gonna tell you that you were wrong. I'm gonna record it for social media. Right. Yeah. Um, I think in the actual moment, um, you may not have that, but uh, I would have to say if you have a true friendship with someone that allows to give you different feedback, it will come up at some point. Your friends should be people that uplift you and help you become better. Um, I'm just trying to think about being in that situation and Anytime that I've seen verbal or physical type of uh, abuse between relationships, as a friend, I've always told my friends that they need to go through uh, relationship counseling. And relationship counseling and, uh, and therapy is not something for just problems. It's routine maintenance that you would do just wow. to make sure that you're able to communicate. Me and my wife during good times, during bad times, during the ebb and flow of our love, we take time to try to get therapy so that we're having clear communication and truly being able to communicate to each other. Um, because again, as a human being, you may have emotions that blur your thoughts and your empathy meter because you're caring about how you feel in that moment. But specifically, yeah, you're going to probably have a lot of people that feel like it's not their business. Um, but I feel like those are not the best friends, right? Those are just people who are cool with you. Now, the tricky part is when you have family, because you don't choose family. And those kind of can be harder situations to jump into um, to try to correct more so than like a friendship, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, so, I mean, I, I was, I, I, I was walking. You know, I'm driving. The people mm -hmm. were walking down the street, and the lady was getting drugged down the street by her hair. Mm -hmm. Cars are just passing by. They're mm -hmm. slowing down to see what happened, but nobody has stopped. Nobody has called nine one one or that I know of. Mm -hmm. But lady, was she okay? So I'm a woman. This is a whole man. I know I can't beat up a man. So I'm not going to try to get out and break him up. But I did slow down and ask her if she wanted me to call 911 mm -hmm. to get her some assistance. Yeah. because And to let him know that somebody is watching you drag this woman down the street. And somebody is, is going to sit here and watch it from the car. Because I'm mm -hmm. not going to jump in it. Because I can't jump in it again. Mm -hmm. But I'm gonna call the police, right? So, mm -hmm. but then the man says, because I'm thinking the woman is the victim because she's getting broke down the street, right? He says she started it. She hit him first. And and that's that's typical. Mm -hmm. Women are normally the aggressor in a situation. Mm -hmm. okay. With a lot of questions. I'm not gonna say because I was shocked to even find that out when he said that she she was starting with him. He said he was trying to get away from her, and, yeah. he, and he just wouldn't leave him alone. And I can't sure. 
that on partially because I actually experienced a situation on a couple years ago where um, I was staying on Coke down in the city and it was crazy. I'm actually leaving out and I see this girl, she's in her car and this dude, she's trying to hit him, right? And so he jumped actually like side, like I don't know how he did this, but it was like he was jumping on the side of the car and she was just dragging him. And he mm -hmm. was like trying to get away. Like it was crazy because it's, my thing is if she was trying to get away, she never stopped the car. Like she stopped the car, mm -hmm. they go back and forth. It was just a lot. So I mean, I'm not gonna talk to them. Mm -hmm. I stopped my damn car and I called the police while I'm watching them. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to get myself in harm's way, but I called the police right then and there and like, okay, this is what's going on. Like right here, right now, this is where I'm at. Right. Violence cannot be silent. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. It is just, it, it, it's baffling to see how so many people are on that, uh, it's none of my business. However, yeah. if it was your mother or your sister or your brother or, you know, someone that you was close to, a close friend, you, you would want someone to speak up. You would want someone to have done something to um, intervene or whatnot um, to make sure that your loved one was safe. So yeah. it really baffles me that people are so. Um, so what if you? But I'm. Uh, and I'm gonna interject. What if you stop them or you say something, then they go back to them, and then it's. The I mean, but I did my part. So do you, but do do you say something every time? Or I mean, you, you're probably you, not gonna see it every time. They got caught that time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But what I'm saying is, if I'm saying it, but I'm saying so. I'm saying, would you say something every time? Because you know, time. sometimes people get into it every weekend just because this is their, this is how they were brought up. I saw my mom and my dad do it. I mean, yeah, so I, I mean, women are violent against women, men are violent against men, right? You know, but right. I understand what you're saying, but that whole situation, yeah. I'm just saying, but but do you like when it's your family, do you get involved in it every time? If it's my family, every time, I, mean, I will say something. I mean, ultimately, they have to make their own decisions for their life. Right? Yeah. You know I, I, so, yeah, I will say. Would you, Jonathan? Would you be involved in it every time? I think I insert myself in ways uh, that the message can clearly get across. Right? There's that, that, that. The, the thing is, when you insert yourself, is how do you do it? Right? Yeah. Am I trying to insert myself to say that I'm I'm inserting myself? Or am I strategically trying to provide some form of guidance to these two people that I love to help them make a better change in the future? Mm -hmm. So, you know, if it's something that consistently goes on, then, you know, you have to think about it and say, how can I help if I'm going to take that time? And then if you give or dedicate time to change those two people's lives, you cannot be resentful. If they go back and keep doing it, if that makes sense, because if you're truly doing out your heart to help them, you shouldn't want a certain result that will bring you satisfaction, if that makes sense. Right. So you just get involved every weekend. Now, I want to say every weekend. I would say. Or do you just stop going around because you don't want to be a part of it? Yeah. If, it's, if, it, if it feels like, let's say we're going over and every time we hang out, there's something like a big blow up argument or something that just feels like not good energy. I'm not going to insert myself into that energy. But if let's say my friend calls me and talks to me about a situation that happens, then I would tell him like, Hey, you know, after a certain amount of calls, I'd be like, you know, I'm always just going to point you back. I cannot be a therapist. Yeah. I can listen to your, what you tell me, but my job is not to tell you what to do, is to be a friend so that you can speak. But the person that can truly help you is a therapist because they've been trained on it and they're going to help you get past the passion that you have for seeing it from your viewpoint, right? Like example, if I go to hit a female as a result of how they cut me vocally, right the woman or the person that i hit is gonna be like well they should have never put their hands on me but a therapist be like that's true but you should have never communicated to that person that way right. you know 
So the action is not met by that force, but that's what causes tr- it's like triggers. Like yeah. it happens so quick, and then you know you really never get over a situation like that. That's why in my relationships and my and being with my wife, I've been always the one that it may seem like I may be passive sometimes because I rather have these thoughts in my head than to feel like I need to say them, right? If I know it's going to cut, I can say it to hurt you, but what would that do? Those words are going to stay longer. But I think when we talk about physical abuse, we act like it starts physical. No, it always starts verbal and escalates. I agree. Verbal, emotional, you're absolutely right. I agree. Mm -hmm. It definitely starts with some some words. Mm -hmm. No one is just walking up to you slapping. Unless they are true abusers, right? Because yeah. it, 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 there are people that get intoxicated or on some type of substance that will walk into a situation and just hit you for nothing. But that physical abuse has been going on probably longer in the relationship. It didn't just start, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But it, it mostly started from a, a look, a word, but it still has to do with the internal feeling that the person the abuser has themselves, right? Yeah. Whatever my insecurity is, if you say something about short people, I feel insecure about my height, I might haul off and hit you. Yeah. Now I feel like you're talking about me, right? For yeah. being short. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, that, and that's normally, I'm just using that as an example because I'm not going to hit you because I know I'm short. Or, or right. even, it doesn't even have to be that deep where we have ill will against each other. It can be the day as black human beings in America, we deal with so many moments where we just have to shut up, where we can't express ourselves mm-hmm. at work in certain situations because as soon as we say something, we'll be villainized so mm-hmm. that when we get home, we get in a situation where all that pent-up aggression that we've yeah. been dealing with all day mm-hmm. and we just snap because that's the only place we can truly release it. And that that's the hardest thing sometimes is knowing where do I find a way to release this negative energy, this pain? Is it working out? Is it meditating? But you have to release it or it'll manifest and move in other areas that you don't want it. But that goes back to mental illness, PTSD. And when when I say black people experience PTSD at a higher rate than other races, People think I'm crazy. They're like, you just, you still talking about slavery in 2021, but we are still dealing with the aftermath of yeah. slavery because we are still not able to be our true authentic selves. We still are putting a mask on to go out into the world because that that's what's expected of us. We don't have anyone to be to. So home is supposed to be your safe place. Yeah. Like, this, is, this, is my, this is the only place where I can come and I can be myself without judgment. Right. So yeah. I don't need you in the same place judging me. I yeah. don't need any, you know, so, but we we experience that and it's very sad that it leads into physical violence because mental abuse is damaging, but physical violence people can see. Mm-hmm. So it relates to a physical violence. Yeah. I just had a, an adult woman tell me over the internet that mm-hmm. words don't hurt. Mm. Grow tough skin. A black female. Grow tough skin. Words don't hurt. And she's probably a mom, but she's passing that same message on to her kids. Yeah. It was told to you probably. You're a big boy. You don't cry. Right? Mm-hmm. So you let the get to. Mm-hmm. So, of course, on the football field, if you play sports, you can be aggressive as much as you want to. You can release that anger and that frustration. So if someone says something to you, then yeah, this is easy for me to just jump in and slap somebody. Mm-hmm. Because now I got all this pent up aggression in me that whoever gonna get hit gonna get hit. You're gonna you're gonna get these hands. Mm-hmm. That's that's what they just the turn. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I don't act like that. I don't know because I'm, I mean I and I I think a lot of uh physical and verbal abuse come from you watching it as a child. Yeah. Those people that are brought up in survival versus those people are, that are brought up in love, they 
view that as a way of life. Like they think it's not love if you ain't arguing. Yeah. Like, I mean, um, I've always talked with my wife about the roller coaster high, right? So let's say I am an abuser and you know, I'm in a long-term relationship with someone. And I abuse them either verbally or uh, physically, right? That low can take you down to a 0% if we're looking on a scale of 0 to 10. And then let's say, you know, after that experience, I then do something great for that person. And I can take that person up to an 8. So now I can fluctuate the love where when it's high, it feels so great because it's been so low. You know what I'm saying? Compared to being in a relationship where it may be steady, where it may feel boring at times because there's no uh, there's no ebb and flows. Or there's no super ups, no super downs. So, you know, sometimes you have to look in yourself and like say, OK, is it high because I'm so low? Or does this person really treat me like I want to be treated? You know, like team of prime example, yeah. Yeah. She had the high of being a celebrity, but at the cost of what? Yeah. This man's temper. But then she took on the, well, I'm the reason I'm being abused. Mm-hmm. Because if I just sung the song, right? Mm-hmm. If I just got the dance steps in motion. And that's just so common. Right? It is common. Mm-hmm. It's common. And, 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 but we look at it, most of the time we look at it from a female perspective, but but we really don't talk about the men and and the abuse that the men face. Um, just even being let t- told they never you ain't never gonna be shit or yeah. you address things like that. You can't get a job. Like black men are beat up. I'm, yeah. I'm, and I'm I'm gonna say they they are beat up often and especially by people that they think that are supposed to love them. Um, you could be in a long term relationship and then they'll sit there and tell you. All the time, you ain't shit. You ain't never gonna be shit. You just like your dad, and and that's supposed to be okay. But those words probably do hurt a man. Yeah. But men don't talk about it. There's yeah. no, there's no movie about how men feel when women talk to them like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. It's it's again culturally. Um, we've had to do endure so much. Uh, we had to persevere through so much that we had to create calluses to survive. Mm-hmm. And those calluses have been saying that you can't cry, you can't be emotional, you have to, you can't put your heart on your sleeve. And I would definitely say my perspective of seeing um, just like the younger generation. So I'm. Um, I'm a millennial, but I think the Gen Zers are more in touch with their their emotions because they've been able to be growing up in a more fluid type of environment that allows them to feel com- compared to my generation, definitely compared to the generation before me. So. Generation, right. But they're they're violent in this generation. They're right. emotional. They're in tune with their emotions. But they act in their emotions and they don't have consequences for their actions when they're in their emotions. Yeah, I think I think the most challenging thing society wise now is we've been able to have some form of dialogue on the Internet, which is easier to create a persona or be a certain person when you don't have to directly feel that energy in the moment. Right. You feel the backlash maybe the next day after you text or people hit you up. But if you're in that moment saying what you say to someone, like either you're going to have the balls to say it to someone or you're not. So I think with the cyberbullying now that people are can be more disconnected in communication because they've been communicating, but they haven't been having it face to face. Right. You know right. But they're, they're not they're not even communicating. You tell somebody you don't like their shoes, they don't shoot you. I mean, it, it's just that extreme to me. Yeah. Like, um, the lady who lost her life at the at the Big Bear, she told the man to put a mask on. 
Right. You right. got mad right. because the lady told you she about a man. Yeah. You come back and shoot everybody. Yeah. You don't mm-hmm. even care. Mm-hmm. You shoot the police, the, the cashier, you don't even care. And I think that was just the tip of the iceberg or whatever. This, whatever. I don't know what happened to yeah, this new girl. The new girl from the, the bartender, the guy that just that just killed her, abducted her and killed her. Right. Is that because she turned you down? Because I've been in situations where oh, the girl God. turned down the man and the man pulls the gun out on me. Like, mm. he didn't pull the gun out on me because I gave him my number. Listen, I got to live for tomorrow. So I'm going to do anything that I got to do to get to the next day. So if that right. means I got to get your homeboy my number, back, call me call me right now so I can make sure I got you locked in. That's what I thought. I'm going to go into survival mode. Me. Yeah. When she was nasty, it was like... Uh-uh, uh-uh, I don't want to talk to you. And then the man jumped out of a car and held the gun to her head. So then now you're looking at me, well, why they didn't do that to you? Because I gave my number up. This number you can have. Six, seven, eight. I'm not going to die for this number. I'm yeah. not dying for this number. I cannot leave my family because I didn't want to give somebody my number. So that's my mindset, right? So you don't know, because you don't know if people are capable of, you don't know what kind of day they had. You mm-hmm. don't know, so I'm always nice to people. Because you don't know. Because mm-hmm. they can take off me being rude to them and then shoot me just because they felt like I was rude. Like, no, I'm going to leave you with a smile. I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be pleasant to you. Because guess what? I got to go home. Mm-hmm. But this because you don't know this generation, they so volatile. It's funny because we actually it was, a, it was a bigger than involved just off that though. Oh, yeah. It was uh, yeah, it was a few girls that were sitting outside. I guess it was at the uh, uh, lounge. I don't know. They were sitting outside though, um, like patio style, and the guy was trying to talk to them, and they was clowning him. They really were, you know what I'm saying. One of the girls was recording him and everything. And he had enough. He just snapped. He was embarrassed. He, yeah, he was, he embarrassed. was embarrassed. He snapped. He went and got his gun. And he just started firing off. And you just saw him run. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't know, you know, if anyone was injured or not. But people now are so overly emotional. This um, generation. And it's not even that they're in touch with their feelings. They're just emotional. And they don't know how to. They don't um, want to be embarrassed. They don't want to be embarrassed. But no, they don't even know uh, how to respond. You know, uh, one thing that even though it's like kind of a different subject, um, one thing that I talk about, I used to talk about a lot, especially with uh, working with teens and dealing in clinical diseases, you know, STDs and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? And um, we would have parents that would call and bring their kids up uh, to the clinics and, oh, you know, I can't believe I didn't know she was having or he was having sex with this and the other, or how can I not do this and the other? And the thing about it is, it's like this, and it just goes for society there as well. Um, it does not have to be in that actual lane, but it's like as parents, parents are not teaching the child how to recognize whatever feeling it is that they're having and mm-hmm. how to deal with that feeling they're having. That's why a lot of us got caught up being pregnant young or having sex young or whatever is because it's one thing to say, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, don't do that. Even if you're telling me why, don't do this because you might get pregnant. Don't do this because you don't want to have a, you know, you don't want to be a girl pregnant. Or don't do this because you might get an STD. Or don't do this because this is, a, this is a consequence. But guess what? When you are at, the parent is not there when these things are going on and you have all this peer pressure and you're having all these feelings that you don't even understand, these emotions that's going all over the place. You don't understand. You don't know how to recognize them, and so because you don't know how to recognize them, you don't know how to deal with them. So you fall for the open door every time, mm-hmm. and that's how a lot of the gen- how the generation, you know, uh, the young kids are now. You know, these young adults is like they are emotional, but don't even recognize the emotion that they're having, and they, so because they don't recognize it, they don't even know how to deal with. Because they say they and don't the care. parents don't know how to deal with it because nobody talked down. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it's just like. Man, it is it's just it's just it's really 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 sad, you know. So my um speaking of domestic violence, my brother was killed two Saturdays you know, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um and it was due to his baby mama slash uh girlfriend. They have a three-month-old, and mm-hmm. he was stabbed to them. Okay, and so um 
He was a gentle giant, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's six, he he's about six four, six five. She's shorter than me. I'm about five. I'm a little shy of five. I'm five five. <laughs> I'm five five. But anyway, she's shorter than me, right? And so it's like, well, how did this happen? What happened? You know, there was no signs of her uh, having any type of uh, uh, signs of abuse or anything like that. Um, we never even heard of anything. Had the problems, but there had been times where that was said, I wasn't there. So it was times they had said that this is not the first time that she was overly aggressive to him. Mm -hmm. Her putting her hands on him and he's trying to restrain her. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? She being the aggressive. And it's like women, we have to actually stop. We have to stop it. Like he didn't deserve to lose his life over. I don't care what mm -hmm. and, was. You and, know what I'm saying? Was it over Facebook? Because you know they like. I don't even know. She's not even talking. She's not even talking. I don't know what can be said. What cannot be said? But at the end of the day, nobody knows anything. They're mm -hmm. in the house. Three kids, two teenagers, and a three month old. And so it's like at this point, it's like okay, so what really happened? And how is it that she was able to stab him to death? Then that he's that much bigger than she is. He had to be in a compromising position. He had to sleep. He had to be, something had had to have happened for her for that to have happened. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Or she just happened to just hit the right arm. Something. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Either way it goes, it's, it has to stop. Women, stop getting in these men's face thinking that they're that you know that. Um, I mean, it's just it's, why? Why even? It, I don't even understand it. You know what I'm saying? Like the arguments, the the choice of words, the trigger words, whatever. A lot of times, especially when somebody that we're intimate with, we know what their triggers are. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We know what their triggers are. We know what to say to get under their skin. We know what to say to make them upset and mad. You know, um, and it's just like enough is enough. If you're unhappy, get the hell on. You know, if you're unhappy, it, it's, it's time to make some changes. Like it just it makes no sense. And it's, it's just senseless. We have senseless yeah. crimes over stupid shit. And normally it's petty. Normally it'd be something that mm -hmm. ain't changing well, nobody's life. It's petty. It's very, very, very petty. You know what I'm saying? It's sad. So now you got a son that's about to grow up without a mother or a father. You understand? And so it's just like, um, yeah, we got to stop though. Because women today are really, really, really overly aggressive. And it's like there's no consequence for women putting their hands on men. But then there won't be consequences, but there's consequences for men putting their hands but on women. Women go to jail too for Yeah, their hands but it's too many times we've seen where the, the male might be the, the one that have been the aggressor. Police. Somebody calls the police and the man still going to jail or both of them going to jail. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? And he might not and he might not even put his hands on her and say nothing. And automatically he gone. Yeah. That's not cool. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So because because you know what? Because they don't recognize verbal abuse as abuse in right. the in the justice system. That's what right? I'm saying. Because they're telling you if somebody say something that you don't like, but you could probably walk away. It shouldn't constitute you putting your hands on somebody. Yeah. However, we all know, we can all agree that sometimes words hurt. Sometimes words are triggers and words with a trigger will make you respond in a way that you really don't want to respond. Like you may not even be wanting to to, to hit somebody. Right. But you say the right thing and you're gonna black out because mm -hmm. you just went there with me. But mm -hmm. are we is is that is that right to say like that's the way that you should control that? Or should you step back, count to ten, and think I don't want to go to jail? So back, remove yourself. Yeah, mm -hmm. but you always have a but, choice at the end of that. But you even and even in those choices, even if you and I just gave you a example right. of being in the back and dragging down the street because she wouldn't let him. Go. I understand it because you see him it all the time. That. Get out! Yeah, on TV, be like, get out! But the then they lock the door. Yeah. That's the hardest part with the imagery. From you know, I love rap music. From all of the urban movies like Wayne to Exhale, all these things that express pain and passion the wrong way, mm -hmm. aids into us kind of keep doing that because we've kind of been normalizing or accepting that, right? Yeah. Um, so we are desensitized to certain things because we see it over and over and over. 
yeah, like, you know, it's hard to explain because, you know, I would tell, like, sometimes me and my wife just talk about rap music. I've grown up loving rap music, but I would tell someone my household was so sound that I was able to look at rap music almost like, you know, a middle class white kid, like an experience that I didn't truly live, but I, I enjoyed hearing about it. Mm-hmm. Right. So therefore it wasn't trauma for me. So I'm able to separate rap music from my life because that's right. not my life. Right. But it is some people's lives. It is experiences that um, so- they've experienced in their life or have been connected to. And so it makes things okay um, right. because they're hearing it over and over again. Yeah. Or they want to live or imitate that. Mm-hmm. Because, because it's not necessarily the mm-hmm. artist. Plies is a prime example of that to me. Yes. Plies is yeah. not the music that he makes, right? right. He's yes. telling the story, right? Mm-hmm. He's a great storyteller. I yes. tell people these are stories. It's not their life. Right. There mm-hmm. is their story. Because most artists are weird. Like the real hardcore. Mm-hmm. Um, criminals are not making music in the studio. Right? Mm-hmm. That's not them. It's yeah. the nerdy kid who was in his room on his instrument saying, "Oh, that sounds tight." Mm-hmm. But then now I gotta, I gotta act like I'm this image because yeah. society is expecting me to be these things that I said in this song, and I'm nothing like that. Yeah. Right. So now, now I gotta walk around with a gun. Now, now I'm trying to shoot people just because the dude. The Wilp Nene dude. What's his name? Oh my God, what's that guy's name? You know, he said, um, watch me, Wilp, yeah, watch me, Nene. Yeah. He, the song was, uh, every culture likes this Wilp and Nene song. Yeah. Now you indicted for murdering yeah. your cousin? Yeah. Like, you didn't want to do that. That violence wasn't a part of you. You was, you know what I'm saying? And however you do the Nene. I don't know how to do these dances. But, Right now, you are criminal. Now, you're in prison, yeah, because society has forced you into this is what you're supposed to be doing, and that ain't who you are, hmm. right? So, that balance right there is I mean, it's domestic violence, it's violence of men, violence against men. I mean, y'all watch boxing, yeah, that's violence, but it's a sport, mm-hmm. yeah. How make it make sense? How is that possible? Mm-hmm. Wrestling. It's violence. Football is violent. Hockey, violence. So this country thrives and profits. Profit. You listen to the word I'm trying to tell you. They profit off of violence. But then when it shows up in suburban America, now it's a problem. We have to figure out something to do. Right? Yeah. But we be making money off of the We making money off of it. We making money off of it. And they're making money off of it when someone go to jail for it. So right. money's being made off of violence. You know private organizations. Because why is the state sending you to a private organization to get them some money? I don't I don't know. I I mean it's so it's so much that's wrong with them saying in one hand we gotta put money together to try to educate people on this, but then we we are accepting money for you to watch it over here. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, just hearing the whole conversation, right, we express and we kind of came to the decision as, well, I'm hearing from you. It starts with emotion. And that emotion can be reaction to verbal abuse or physical abuse. But if we don't know how to feel in moments, um, then we're going to react or we're going to lash out. So if as a parent, I don't know how to teach someone how to feel and decipher their feelings, then I have to go to mental health. I have to go to a counselor. I have to take my child to a counselor. And that doesn't mean that I have to put them on any psychiatric drugs or be identified or labeled, but I have to try to be educated on learning how to communicate um, you know, my language to that person. I know in a relationship, me and my wife, we love the five love languages. Well, that book is not only for relationships. They have a, a children's series. They have 
multiple okay. different things to understand how to communicate love to one another. Mm-hmm. So that that's I mean education is important in, in all of things, but mental like speaking to a counselor, mental health is important. Mm-hmm. We talk about that counseling, you just said just to go because I think you should go just because. Mm-hmm. Because you can always use somebody that's on the outside giving you some information or a skill to try to pick up to try to help you do better in life. But our community, because I can't talk to other communities, they don't see going to counseling or therapy like that. When I used to tell people I had to go to therapy, they say, oh, you crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm crazy because I'm going to a counselor. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to a counselor because I need help. Yeah. Right? Because I don't know how to deal or how to compartmentalize things that have happened to me so I don't know how to show up as the best version of myself, but talking to a counselor kind of helped, kind of didn't help, mostly helped, but you know, I still ended up in jail, but that's just a different thing. Maybe this just wasn't the counselor for me, right? Maybe my counselor was someone else, right? But I mean, that's just my truth. So, but I do agree, therapy is much needed. Um, educating people about different ways of dealing with people is definitely needed. But I mean, I would just go on record as saying, keep your hands to yourself. Period. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree with both you guys. Stop I mean, using words that hurt people. Yeah. Treat somebody. Treat it. People definitely understand that. No one can really tell you how to feel in whatever it is that you're going through, right? Your feelings are yours, generally, they're your feelings. However, the problem comes when if the action that's behind those feelings and emotions is what becomes right or wrong. You know what I'm saying? So it is back to what you were saying, Jonathan, as far as recognizing, you know, learning how you're feeling, how, how you feel, recognizing and being able to uh, articulate what that is. Because if you know, you know what I'm saying, if you can identify it, then the action that comes behind it may not be as quote-unquote severe. You know, um, especially when we're talking about this uh, as far as uh, domestic violence. I mean, and that's what happens a lot. People, you, you're, everyone can talk about how they're feeling. Somebody, something may happen to me. I may have feel some way about it. The same thing may happen to uh, Yola. She may feel a different way. Something might happen to you, and you have all the different feelings. But the thing about it is, is the reaction is how you react to those feelings and those emotions that you're having. And those people that are doing these things are people that do not know how. They don't know how to communicate what they're feeling. And so they go to that. Because the parents were taught, big boys don't cry. I understand it, how that. So they, they broke. The, the parents are it broke. Is, then the parents are raising kids that mm-hmm. are broke. And then you try to say, well, I'm going to be a whole person for my kid. But then you send them out to public school or to any place in general. Mm-hmm. And then, then they are picked on for not even having that same kind of outlook mm-hmm. that the broken person had. Mm-hmm. And the broken person really try to pull the whole person mm-hmm. into brokenness with them. Now the whole person thinking something wrong with me because I'm not broke. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's just... <laughs> Yo, not to cut you off, and sorry about that, but we're all broken. Nobody's perfect. Nobody yeah. has, has does not have flaws. Yeah. And I heard a quote that I, I love. I mean, a broken crayon still colors. It yeah. does. Yeah. Understand is someone going to understand you for your flaws and try to assist you to be better and you do the same? And that goes for your friends. If you know, test your friend out, tell them a situation, and then see if they amp you to do something that is not morally right to another person. Or are they like, hey, you should just do X, Y, and Z? If they give you bad advice in that situation. You probably shouldn't keep going back to them for advice because they're going to you down the wrong. But then you act them funny. So now okay. I got a That's problem with your boundaries. Now I, you, your boundaries are making me feel like it's something wrong with me, which it probably is. Mm-hmm. But, but Jonathan, we know you have to go. But I appreciate you because it's time for us to go too. 
Yes, yes. Hey, really Jonathan. With y'all. Hey, Jonathan. Hey, don't forget. You gotta. You, hey. Did you did you email me? That's the question. Hey, uh, not yet, but I got you. Uh-huh. So it's not on me. <laughs> it's on me. So uh-huh. do you have um <laughs> can give us your closing thoughts? Before you go. Uh closing thought. Um, let me think before I speak. Think that broken crayon is still coming. Yeah. That's a quote for you. You are. I don't even know if I can sum it all up in one thing, but if you're in a situation where you feel like you're not being treated fairly physically or emotionally, seek help. That's the first. I want those people who don't feel like they're in the great, uh, the right relationship to figure out how to get out of it. Yeah. And don't make excuses because, yes, you may be dealing with someone that is dealing with a lot of trauma and they're putting that trauma on you. But you don't need to save that person. You need to save yourself first. Just like if you're on an airplane and the plane starts to go down and the mask come out. You put your mask on first. I tell people that all the time. Right. The Bible right. tell them that too. Remove the fleck out of your own eye before you try to help somebody else. If you're going to use the Bible as a reference. But Jonathan, I, I appreciate you. I got some employees. And I got, you know, I'm going I'm to hit you up. I'm going to email you. We're going to get to this money, okay? Mm-hmm. Let's get to the money. And keep having these conversations. Yes, the hard ones, right? Mm-hmm. Let our community know that somebody loves them, somebody looking out for them. Mm-hmm. That's why we're here. Yeah. But but um again, thank you, Jonathan. I appreciate you. All right, I'm looking for that email. Right. Thank I'm you so much. To hear about you I'll definitely be praying for your family. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh-huh. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, we signed off. Thank you so much, Jonathan. And we will see you soon. I'm email him soon. If you are experiencing domestic violence and you need help, you can call 1-800-799-SAFE, which that breaks down to 7233 in case you got a rotary phone. I doubt it. No one has such rotary phone now. But once again, that number is 1-800-799-7233. I will post it up in the comments. Um, my closing thoughts. My closing thoughts. Hey. Man, I don't, think about it. I don't even need to think about it. Just keep your hands feet to yourself. Keep your hands feeding other others to yourself. You learned that in kindergarten. Um, whoever told y'all words don't hurt, they lie because words do hurt. Y'all know they do. That's why some of y'all sitting around here crying on the inside right now because somebody hurt you with some words. So, um, be a good human. That's my, my, my closing thoughts. Be a good human. What what are your closing? You know, my closing thoughts is something I always say, which is four agreements. <laughs> but which one of the four agreements? Okay. Get the book. Don't let Listen. somebody word. No. The first agreement is. <laughs> I can't talk. This just gave me a brain fart. I did. Right. Be impeccable with your words. Be impeccable with your words. What you say? Because your words truly has the power to break life or death. Okay. I'll say the second one is don't take things personal. If someone says something to you that you just don't are not in agreement with, it has nothing to do with you. Normally, it's a reflection of them and their character. Right. So, so when, when these grown women call me ugly, I'm like, girl, you don't even believe that yourself. <laughs> All right. Number three. You know what number three is? Never assume. And number four is always in your best. Well, I always read. I'm just saying, guys, <laughs> get into your personal development because it mm-hmm. will definitely change your life. Right. Okay. While y'all focusing on others, definitely change your life. Focus on this person. 
focus on you. Focus on me. It's okay to focus on yourself. It's okay to be a little stinger with you. It's okay. <laughs> and, 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 um, I just understand that your actions do have consequences every time. You feel what you're going to feel. That's fine. But learn and understand what you're feeling. Be able to connect with your emotions and don't necessarily react. Yeah. To everything, you know what I'm right. saying. Take a step, like you said earlier. Take a step right. back. But listen, processing things. What keeps me out of trouble is jail. Every There's time I see for your actions, yes. I don't want to go to jail. There is I'm not going to do anything that's going to go hit me in jail. I'm just yeah. going to take your advice. I'm not going. Yeah, Never because been. you have to wear other people's panties when you're in jail. Been. Like, listen, you're doing that, those kinds of things, but. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. Again, mm-hmm. It, it's not it's not mm-hmm. good. But if you are the abuser, maybe you go see a counselor. You definitely see it. If you are the the girlfriend or the boyfriend that's aggressive, find out why. If you're jealous, find out why. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's not the person for you. Because the right, right relationship is not gonna have you acting a fool. The right mm-hmm. relationship is quote unquote being toxic. Right. So it's y'all the love that word. Right. They love that word. Yeah. Toxic, right? Because we all are emotional at some time. We are just, but we just be human. Just be honest with yourself, and and it's it's not even just physical, emotional abuse, verbal abuse, sexual like abuse. sexual oh, abuse. It's, it's really just it's you just being a good human at the end of the day. Um, we appreciate y'all for tuning in. Um, I'm not going to say go get vaccinated, but listen, these numbers are going up. Mm-hmm. Y'all want to be on lockdown, say the word, because here it is. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be stuck in the house again. I don't want to be stuck in the house. I want y'all to do right. Just do right. Be good humans. It ain't just about you. Stop being selfish. Think about the other people around you. It ain't just about you. Mm-hmm. It ain't just about you. It's about other people. It's about your, my mama, my grandma. It's about everybody else. So stop thinking that it's just you. Because when you breathe, somebody else is breathing the air, you just breathe out. Yeah. I'm just saying. I know. I know what the sound is. It sounds nasty, but that's the truth. It is. When you cough, it's going into somebody's mouth. Understand that. Understand that. <laughs> so. Be a good human. You are your brother's keeper. Um, Get help. Your sister's keeper. Get help. Counseling is real. Counseling. Hey, they even got counseling where you don't even have to go online. I mean, you don't have to go in. You can go online. Talk to somebody. Talk space. That's what it's called. Call me up. Talk to me. Love y'all. Catch y'all. Let the beaches or the banks. Cause don't let it move until the money moves. And we see y'all next week, same place, same time. See y'all.